before you take in some uh, relevant decisions in your life, you should first of all understand who you are. What do you want in your life? Your past, your uh, today, days, and your future. And uh, who do you want to be in future? Who do you see yourself in future? This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. To help Ukrainians, we need to break the stereotypes. Because Ukraine is not just a former Soviet country, nor Chernobyl. The new generation of Ukrainians today have unlimited potential. This podcast is to break the stereotypes about Ukrainians and show the greatness of Ukraine to the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I could not return to Kiev because of the pandemic, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 130 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Yale University, Harvard and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So please support this podcast by sharing an Instagram story today and mention the page aziz.future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland, top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan, top 50 in Austria, Germany and Canada, top 25 on Apple Russia, top 15 in Belarus, Poland, and Australia, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So, let's begin. My guest today is Alina Petrosyan. Alina is a first-year student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko University. Currently, she is learning English, Armenian, German, and Italian. She is a former school president and an activist in school self-government. Because of her Armenian roots, she is a volunteer and part of the Armenian community in Ukraine and volunteers to help people whenever she has free time. Alina, how are you today? Hi Aziz, thank you for having me today, first of all, and I'm great. This is gonna be so much fun, I'm excited. And to begin with this, what is the story that made you become the Alina of today? What really shaped you and gave you your motivations in life? Uh, well, it's truly interesting question. Uh, and I believe that um, my personality was uh, forming not one, two and uh, more years, but uh, in one minute, I think. Like, um, I'm a... A Ukrainian uh, child. My mom is Ukrainian, dad is Armenian. So first of all, 
uh, it's really important because it formed my uh, view on uh, world from the uh, early childhood. But uh, as I as I was growing, I was uh, perceiving myself as only Ukrainian, um, which is interesting. But uh, you know when. I become uh, more grown up, more much older. I understood how it's uh, uh, relevant to um, participate in life of two countries, of two my homelands. But y- Ukraine is always a priority for me. I'm talking a lot about countries, about nationalities, because um, I really do believe that it's. Uh, most important thing in my life of course i do have a lot of hobbies a lot of friends and so on which i would like to speak about but uh, one second one second this is too valuable and yes but this is about you so to you personally what do you believe how do personalities shape i mean how do nationalities shape the personality of people and what is the difference between an Armenian person from an Armenian nationality and the Ukrainian person with a Ukrainian nationality because contrast, which is the way that the brain makes a difference and Mm -hmm. the way it works at a deep level, is a way we can learn together and explore your own thinking. I don't need like what a textbook says, but to you, what is your own way of thinking about how a nationality creates a personality and what is the difference between an Armenian personality and the Ukrainian personality coming from the nationality, of course? Well, I visited Armenia. I have a relative there and a lot of friends uh, uh, and a, a lot of people there. So I can uh, say uh, that I've already formed uh, my view on uh, uh, Armenian people. So in Ukraine and Armenia, everything is uh, forming from the uh, events in country for instance let's take my life uh in 2014 we had revolution and uh, i still remember those days though i was uh, pretty little at that time i was in a, uh, in about fifth fifth or th- sixth grade but i uh, do remember how awful it was all the news and everything was was going on and i believe this uh had a great impact on my life today, on the profession I chose and on everything what's going on in my life. And uh, as well as in Armenia, uh, for instance, uh, people, uh, they are heard by uh, events in their history future, in their history background. That's why uh, now they are kind of vulnerable to uh, everything what's going on to... um, events not only within country but also out the country Uh, but also i can add that um, personality also forms uh, from the culture of course Uh, for instance uh, ukraine uh, we have uh, of course uh, a really different culture from Armenians. And uh, that's first of all what differs us, the culture, the language and everything else as all other cultures and countries, nationalities. Thank you. So if I heard you correctly, the events that happen, whether during people's lives or the history, shape people, whether they expect the world, as Einstein says, the most important question is, to think for yourself, do you expect the world to be a friendly place or not? And for example, in Armenia or maybe even in Ukraine, because of all the catastrophes, crises and unfortunate events, maybe that shaped the personality and expectation of people in some way, as well as the culture or the way things are done in a country also affect how people think, behave, and approach life and relationships with others and their daily routine and habits. Is this correct? Yes, of course. And I can also add uh, that, for instance, I was uh, grown up in Ukraine. So uh, Ukraine is my priority, of course. And I can say that till my uh, 17th uh, or 18th, I 
wasn't thinking a lot about what's going on in Armenian's life. I was only in Ukrainian, uh, uh, with Ukrainian people, with Ukrainian minds. And I didn't get that uh, people are uh, thinking a lot in Armenia about the history and so on. But uh, when some events come, you begin to think that, oh, yeah, it's right, it's important. So I must help my country. I must uh, help uh, de- my country develop and outcome that and so on. I love that. So that is the question. You said until you were 18 years old, you were more focused and immersed in Ukraine Ukrainian affairs and thoughts, and then something happened that reminded you of the importance of developing, focusing on, and helping your Armenian roots. Is this correct? And if so, what happened? Share that story that changed you from a girl who only focused on her Ukrainian roots into a girl who found and understood and was determined to explore the Armenian side as well? Well, uh, two events happened. And first of all, it's the fact that I was living to university in Kiev from Mykolaiv, my hometown, where I was living with my father. So this fact that I was living with my father, I believe, made me uh, feel uh, much more closer to my uh, another nation another culture and another event was war in armenia and you know uh i didn't even know before that that armenia had uh, such wars before and then i uh i've started reading it in the internet and watching all the news and i was really touched by that of course because my family was there and so on so these two events shaped me uh after uh, the 2014 events in Ukraine. Thank you very much. And to take it to an either non-Armenian level, but we will return because it's important. Whatever your heart vibrates on, it vibrates on. And well, these weeks of whether lockdown, pandemic, online study, or I don't know exactly how it is, whether you returned to... It's called Mykolaiv, or how do you pronounce it? Yes, yes, Mykolaiv. Yes, or you stayed in Kiev during these lockdown period. What seems to be something that you think about a lot, maybe you're trying to understand or to change in your life or in the world, that is a thought important to you and you fixate on a lot in this period? To be be honest, I've been thinking a lot of uh, different things, of course, as as it always be, but um, there were uh, some main questions they were thinking about. First of all, it's uh, it's all about Ukraine, to be honest. I always thinking a lot about Ukraine, how I can personally develop my country and how I can um, uh, maybe pursue people to help my country together. So. Um, you know, last days I was thinking a lot from adults, 30 years plus, that um, such questions like uh, why couldn't Ukraine develop for already 30 years of its independ- uh, of her independence? Why Ukraine is not like other progressive countries and so on? And also the issue of uh, immigration that, that comes from it. So... This question is really relevant nowadays because um, uh, let's take even I'm from a a Z Z generation, if I'm not mistaken, person. Uh, I do have uh, tremendously different views from uh, people 30, 40 years old and so on. And they do believe that they can't change anything in our country. And that's so sad. That really makes me sad because... Uh, who else would do it if not we, our growing generation or even elder people, we all are engaged in affairs within our country as well as uh, external affairs. Everything is matters. But today, people decide to take another step. They decide just to uh, go somewhere else, go to Europe, to Poland, to another parts of Europe, uh, to work, to earn more money. And of course, I do understand them because 
most of these people have families. They have to feed their families. They have to uh, grow their children. But um, I'm as a uh, still young girl with uh, no family, just my own family. Uh, I don't have such issues. So I have another view on life. And I believe that money is not everything. And you should uh, really share some of your energy on your country on your people you do not have to work only on yourself but you don't don't uh, have to remember that there are people around you and there's no not only ukraine but there is there is a whole world that needs your help and that's really important because as i've already said people are tremendously targeted on their lives they can't see uh, anything around what's going on uh, and so on. And uh, also I can add that there is another question uh, that I was thinking about from the yesterday, from yesterday, yes, uh, when um, one event happened uh, in Kiev. If you've heard it, that activists uh, were protesting uh, near the, uh, uh, on the street Bankova where the president's office is. So I was thinking about uh, patriotism and nationalism. Uh, these two questions uh, that I've been struggling with a lot because uh, I do per perceive myself as a true uh, patriotist, uh, but sometimes I believe that's because I am a child, as I've already said, of uh, 2014 revolution and even 2004 revolution that I still somehow remember uh, that make me feel sometimes more nationalism, which uh, I fear about. But um, nowadays, uh, the word nationalism have uh, such a strict uh, a negative effect on people and especially when you're you're watching people on the bank of our, um and um, that are ruining uh history of ukraine uh if i can say like that and uh, it's really uh, strange how can we say about nationalism then uh in a good way if you understand me yes thank you so if I heard you correctly, there are many factors. One, you're a Generation Z and you're not attached by family. And you notice that people who are 30 years old plus, they have these different issues. One, they believe that things in Ukraine cannot be fixed. So the questions of thinking, why, why didn't Ukraine develop as much as other countries after 30 years of independence why aren't things better in Ukraine? Well, they think it's not possible. And the second thing is they focus on their own lives rather than on helping the country or the world because, yes, they have families and they have financial needs, but you feel money is not everything. We need to give our energy to develop our community and our people and the world as well, as well as the brain drain, which is something I speak a lot about on this podcast, how to stop, reduce, or at least understand why some really brilliant people too stay in Ukraine, and therefore maybe those reasons can be used to convince or support ideas to bring back the best and the brightest to Ukraine to develop their country rather than work abroad developing other people's places, but it's not really their home town or their home city or their community that they belong to which deserves their first effort and you mentioned as well uh, the difference between being a patriot and being a nationalist and that nationalism has more of a negative connotation while patriotism uh, not so much and you are a patriot but sometimes you wonder what is and what is not nationalism what is good about it and what is bad and the events that happened yesterday you think that those people are maybe being nationalistic but they're not being patriots because they're affecting the history of ukraine and how it's written in a negative way did i understand correctly yes of course and i can add that they not only um 
changing the history of Ukraine, but also changing the point of view of foreigners of Europe on Ukraine. On uh, And there is a question, how could we go into Europe, into, let's say, civil, civilized world uh, with uh, such, uh, I think, such a strict uh, views on situation in country, probably like that. And also you've mentioned about... Um, great people that are staying in Ukraine. And it's really interesting to um, comment uh, because, well, I believe uh, a lot of people do not link themselves uh, to a particular uh, cities, countries. Uh, they do not perceive themselves uh, themselves as a, a person from a particular country, let's say so. Uh, but there are um, patriots, let's say, that do believe that uh, our country can be better than uh, Poland, can be better than other countries, progressive countries, democratic countries, and they do everything they can. Uh, they implement their dreams uh, within borders of Ukraine, which really inspires me. Thank you. That reminds me of Denis Ganja who I interviewed here, and he is a big activist in Kharkiv, changing the community there. And he noticed that many people are not involving themselves in local politics or in a civic society because they think two things. Either it's dangerous, it will end up with them being hurt in some way, or it's useless because things cannot be changed. And he, as he, we were speaking, it was called what we called the post-Soviet trauma, and he's working hard to change that. So I recommend that for you, of course. It matches a lot of what you're speaking about. Mm -hmm. And to ask you, as a person who is pondering those questions of how can you, Ukraine develop and become even better than, for example, Poland or any other place that Ukrainians are leaving to go to, and why didn't Ukraine for 30 years develop as much as it could? And it reminds me of Japan after World War II that it developed so fast to become a superpower because the whole country was sacrificing, working hard and investing in the development and the future. Or another topic, but it's very relevant, Dennis has this idea that he convinces people of. He says, if you're an egoist, well, be a patriotic egoist because understand that instead of leaving to a country you think it's paradise, why don't you make your community paradise and therefore you will live in paradise because of your efforts? So he says, you can think about patriotism in an egotistical way of thinking. If I make my community better, I will benefit. And therefore, it's the wise and correct thing to do to be involved in improving Ukraine, your city, and your community in every way. Did this trigger any thoughts on your side? And please share more because this is a fascinating topic. Well, you've told us about Japan, and I really like uh, would like to comment on that because uh, I've recently studied this question of uh, how Japan was developing uh, after the Second World War. And I can say that uh, Japanese are really, first of all, they are really hardworking people. And uh, this hardworking uh, sense in society, I think, forms integrity uh, within society, of course. And this what uh, gave them the opportunity to develop to what we see uh, right now. What, what Japan we see right now. And talking about Ukraine, well, uh, we're a pretty young country. Of course, we didn't have a lot of uh, years to uh, think about our strategy, uh, think about our uh, external affairs, our even uh, internal development, though uh, our history of country uh, became much more, uh, much more, before the 1991st uh, year, but I believe that um, we ourselves, Ukrainians, uh, blocked our country from the development. First of all, it's uh, 
oligarchs, as we call them here, rich people, they uh, didn't, uh, didn't let our country to be democratic enough uh, to be uh, liberalistic enough, let's say. And uh, secondly, uh, the fact that our country is disintegrated and it's uh, it can be traced in each region of our country that we have uh, different uh, culture point 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 of view on culture different uh kinds of languages we use though still ukraine is our main and 60 percent of people as i uh, remember still speaks ukrainian which is which i'm glad for because i also use this language in my everyday life but on the south of ukraine where i'm right now in mikhailov uh most of the people use russia and Russian language. And language is also the factor that um, makes so many problems. But of course, if we had another history, which I can't say, uh, I don't like when people say if we had, but though, if we had another history without USSR, I believe uh, we could develop um, tremendously differently. Thank you very much. I have a question, but a smaller one first. I noticed you have a posh British accent. How did that develop? Since I don't think you lived in the UK or you went to study there, did you have some way of developing it? Because I noticed a few uh, people who speak English in Ukraine focus on the British accent, but most they go for the American or the Canadian accent. And since you're from Mykolaiv, etc., how did that develop? How did you focus on it and try to adopt it into your speech? And then I have a question. Oh, I'm glad that you've noticed. But to be honest, I've took uh, self-educational lessons from YouTube because I really like how British people sound. That's uh, the only thing why. Well, the UK has so many accents. I noticed you use the one that is posh, which is the one that the politicians often use. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it stood out to me. And okay, the other question, which is Dennis Ganja, who even worked as part of the European enlargement. He was an ambassador for youth, ambassador for that, etc. He said this is the biggest problem in Ukraine, that nobody is giving Ukrainian people a vision of what Ukraine could be And what happens is each person is distracted by their daily routine and daily government activities, etc., without any big vision that motivates people towards a glorious future for Ukraine. And because there is no vision, the country is running in circles where people sometimes go in one direction and then the next Mm -hmm. person comes and takes them in another direction. And then they keep on going back and forth in all places, but never straight towards one vision. Did you notice this and say yours? Like what would be, because you're so motivated about this, what do you think will be great potential for Ukraine to be as great as those progressive countries? What does it have that allows it to do? What can be achieved? What is possible? Well, I understand what you're talking about. And I believe that uh, the main problem of our nation is that we don't have a stable n- nas- uh, national idea, let's say. So uh, we do not know, uh, most of people do not even uh, understand what Ukraine is about. Uh, we always uh, refer to uh, our past which is uh, relevant but not in all situations sometimes we should uh, focus on our uh, current situation and on our future and uh, something like forget the past but sometimes of course history is what formed the whole co- uh, the whole country and it's relevant but uh, people always say that Ukraine is a past of uh, it's a part of USSR and even I noticed that a lot of foreigners are uh, well I can say that I've traveled a lot and I know a lot of people from different countries that say that uh, and believe uh, that Ukraine is still a part of Russia which uh, 
sometimes uh, uh, strange for me because we all have internet, we all have uh, different uh, uh, places to check information and to learn a bit about other world, not only about uh, our homeland, uh, let's say so, but this fact that our people do not know what Ukraine is about and other people, foreigners, they also have no idea, mostly because we don't form it. We are not able to uh, form the stable national idea to uh, grow from it, to develop from it. Uh, yes, we know that uh, we want to, to go to uh, European Union. We want to be a stable democracy. We want peace on our lands, but it's not enough because people are disintegrated still. Uh, and I believe if we will be in European Union, nothing will change. People will be still disintegrated and uh, our country will suffer, though it will suffer in European Union. And uh, I can say that uh, also about our uh, war on the south, uh, on the east of Ukraine, that uh, if everything will be fine, if uh, Crimea will be in our borders and so on, we still will be disintegrated. And this issue lies um, uh, deep down in our society. And I uh, truly can say that I uh, have no idea how can we change it, but I'm still working on it. Thank you. I love what you're saying because it reminds me of a very important concept, whether on a personal level in psychology or in sociology and politics on a national level, which is integrity. And integrity, not in terms of honesty, but in terms of structural integrity or congruence or an alignment. When the person's thinking, emotions and behaviors and vision are aligned, they have integrity and they're congruent. Otherwise, like you said, it's disintegrated. And for Ukraine too, if there is a vision, the policy, the behavior, as well as the day-to-day -day activities of people, like when I had as a guest the president of the Erasmus Student Network, Kiev, she said that a lot of people say corruption in Ukraine is a problem because corruption in the politics, etc., etc. But she said it's not really there. It's that people in their daily activities are totally okay and expect corruption and to be corrupt in their dealings together. And of course, the politicians will come from corrupt people. If in Ukraine is so normalized, if to use a more Gen Z word, mm -hmm. uh, normalized uh, corruption. And that is why she's fighting not the political corruption, but to change the attitudes, beliefs, and thoughts of normal Ukrainian people to know if you don't accept corruption in your normal day with normal people, that will trickle up to politics without corruption. What is your comment and thought about this? I definitely agree with the idea that everything starts, begins from ourselves, that we, first of all, should uh, change the situation to uh, let it change and grow globally. But I can say that uh, talking about corruption in our country, uh, it's not only about one person. Because um, one day, you know, I've asked my dad, uh, why do you pay doctors? Because our uh, medicine is for free, as I know. Why do you pay them? Uh, it's corruption. Why do you do that? And he told me that if I won't do that, they will treat me uh, worse if I didn't. Uh, uh, if Yes, if I didn't. So if you understood me, it's not only about us. It's also about how uh, uh, people in places where corruption is widespread perceive uh, this issue. They do not care about it because they need money. They uh, The situation with money, with financial stability in our country is bad. So it's uh, also... I, I can also mention it, mention it a lot in different situations, as well as in uh, hospitals, as I've already said. Thank you. That reminds me of the interview of, with Malik Banat, who is half Ukrainian, half Lebanese. And he said, uh, you know, I don't know what, whether doctors are always causing problems, but 
the first situation, he realized there was a huge discrimination in Ukraine against people who didn't look Ukrainian. His father spoke Ukrainian fluently, and he went with him to the hospital when he was young, and he mm -hmm. spoke Russian as well. And he was speaking to the doctor in uh, Ukrainian or in Russian, and the doctor refused and was answering in in English saying, uh, you don't know those languages, let's speak in English. And he was like, why do they say this to my father? I mean, we are Ukrainian after all. But well, the doctor didn't. He was like, no, you don't speak those languages. I'll, I'll speak English to make it easier for you. So that motivates him as well to become more of an activist. Although his sisters decided to uh, thought, oh, Ukraine, we should leave it and live in Europe forever because it's mm -hmm. not welcoming of us because we don't look as Ukrainian, although they are, their mother is Ukrainian and their father is Lebanese. Mm -hmm. So that was their situation. If you have a comment, I don't know, since you are your father, um, I don't know whether he looks very Ukrainian or not. Not really. But and I really like this topic, you know, because uh, as you said, there is... Um, discrimination uh, in our society but to be honest i've never i've never traced it in my life i never suffered from it and I, i've never saw it uh, because uh, i've been growing uh, in ukraine all, all my life and uh, uh, my dad is very different from a typical ukrainian uh, appearance uh, if i can say so but uh, i've never saw something like that and i remember my dad talking stories uh he was living in russia for for long and um in the early 90s uh, he was uh, telling me that uh the issue with uh, uh, discrimination was uh firm there and uh, people were taking um and nations from uh, Asians and Cauc Caucasian people uh, to, uh, I can say, with, with hate. Uh, but here in Ukraine, he told me that he never faced this. And uh, this is what, I'm to uh, what I was thinking about also, the discrimination issue. But as I can say now, there is such problems, but it probably depends on people. And uh, we can't say about the whole nation, uh, about the nation in the whole or uh, the city in the whole and so on and so forth. Yes, I agree with you. In every country, even if you go anywhere, you'll find some percentage. If we think about statistically the law of large numbers, there will be 2.6 people in any place who are really the worst and 2.6 who are the most amazing. And everyone is in a bell distribution curve in between all. And it doesn't mean that the average person is like that. Well, great. And I was thinking another thing. There are rankings in the world that say that Ukraine actually is one of the most unhappy places in the world or the people at least. And mm -hmm. two things. One in this podcast, and this one episode was more political, but usually I try to discover people's happiness so that I learn more. Maybe in the future, there can be projects that come from this to increase happiness in Ukraine. While some people, like you said, over 30, they say, well, give us money and we'll be happy. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> yeah. Well, I don't believe that. Actually, I think someone said there is a Soviet or a, a, a Russian a proverb or whatever that if you cannot be happy without money or with very little it's impossible to be happy with money so well i believe that too actually if someone learns to be unhappy through repetition it becomes a habit and therefore it's difficult to solve with material things happiness is more of a skill rather than uh, an externally dependent conditioned situation. Well, what are your thoughts about the happiness levels of Ukrainian people? Is the Gen Z happier than older ones? Uh, what is your thought on this topic? Uh, of course, I agree that a material situation is not everything. Uh, it's right, but uh, I can say that happiness uh, comes from the person itself. The things that person do every day. I know a lot of people, Ukrainians, uh, that are 
have beginning their day from the bad things like oh I, I, I am in a failing health oh I have some troubles with my work with my school and uh, everything uh, of, and uh, again situations uh, situation in country and events in country also forms a such position in people mind, in people's minds uh, they can't uh, think positively when they see that uh, their cities are uh, in a uh, bad situation. Their cities uh, uh, do not, uh, f- uh, I, I don't know, uh, do not look like uh, uh, cities in Europe, let's say, or what we want to uh, observe when we are uh, looking out of the window. Uh, and uh, this whole situation forms uh, that people do not want to live in these countries they don't feel uh, themselves uh, don't feel happy in this country and uh, uh, me personally I, you know i've never loved my hometown i uh, i always thought that it was uh, uh, sad to live here you know uh, and then i moved to kiev to uni- uh, to university I can't say that everything changed. I just understood that I, ha- I have to ch- uh, had to change myself first of all. I had to change my point on life. Uh, I had to understand that uh, my city is not uh, is uh, in a bad uh, situation because of my people, because of me, because of people living there, not because. Uh, of other factors and I one second one second this is too important too important because you're doing personal responsibility which is something very very beautiful and very good but there is even a book called scapegoating and it's a historical analysis and uh, as well as a psychological analysis that people it's really emotionally heavy to be self-responsible mm-hmm. and therefore they need a scapegoat whether to say oh that other race or oh the corrupt people of course yeah, i mean there is truth to that but it's about oh it's not my fault it's other people's fault is an attitude ingrained into a lot of politics whether mm-hmm. it's a demagogy or in a lot of uh, psychology where there is an enemy that they blame everything on etc you take personal responsibility and probably that's why you're such a brilliant student etc but how would you change that if it's so ingrained and even culture i'm not saying of ukraine but many of the developing countries have such a culture of thinking oh it's not our fault well helpless there are other people who are stronger or an enemy that is so powerful or hidden and they are making everything so bad and we cannot change anything you mentioned that before people over 30 they believe things cannot be changed and you had this attitude which is not usual for other people what belief gives you this attitude of thinking okay any change should begin with me i can be the source of change in this world and maybe if you share the belief and the reason you believe that someone listening could be impacted positively well, uh, I believe first of all, the head of the country and the government itself, they must do, uh, must do some steps uh, of uh, changing our uh, country to show people that uh, Ukraine truly can be different. Ukraine truly can be developed with our hands, not with hands of uh, USA or European Union, but with Ukrainians. And uh, let's take uh, even um, a project of uh, reconstruction of Ukrainian uh, uh, roads uh, that Zelensky took uh, a couple of months ago or already a year ago, I do not remember. So now people see that, oh, our roads can be different. And now we have roads like in European Union. Uh, And I do support uh, our president in this um, situation Uh, so something like that then i can say that something have uh, to be changed in people minds uh, so they would be uh, would feel that they are 
responsible for what they are doing, responsible for even the trash they're throwing uh, on the roads and so on. Uh, I don't know what happened in my life to form that uh, point of view, but I do believe that uh, probably... I can say traveling changed my mind too because uh, I've, uh, as I've already said, I've been traveling to different countries and I uh, already, uh, um, not already, uh, as well as I've already said, I saw uh, different uh, beautiful countries, beautiful places and I was thinking about why can't my Mykolaiv, why can't my Ukraine be like that? And if nobody is doing something for Ukraine to be like Europe, for Ukraine to be as developed as China or USA, probably I can do this my, myself. Thank you. And then I will have to ask another question because in Sciences Po, which is a French um, you know, political science thought, there is something that they speak about, which is what they call l'état providence, which is a big problem to developing of countries is that people think that the state or the government should be responsible for everything. They don't do much. They wait for the government to change mm -hmm. everything. But if you look at Austrian economics and uh, Ludwig von Mises, etc., you will understand that the government is just giving indicators to the economy or to uh, the people. And in reality, the role of any government is much smaller than the community and society and that really the who changes the country is the people and there was an analysis for example that in the 90s there was a lot of economic development in the usa and many people said oh it's because of the government but in reality the effect of the government was like 12 percent and 88% was because society and people were excited about technology mm -hmm. and invested in the dot-com, etc. Do you believe that this thought, that people wait for the government and think, oh, the government is our providence, is like the God who is generous or something like that, who will give us everything we need and we wait for them to give us, and that this thought maybe is arresting the development of Ukraine, to use a psychological term of arrested development, and that if people believed more that it's them, who each person who can act, if they act as a group, the power of the Ukrainian community and society in Ukraine can do wonders and create miracles, or do you believe that actually Ukrainians do believe that it's up to them and that all the changes are in their hands. Uh, I can say again that uh, everything depends on the generation we're talking about because this acute problem uh, strikes upon the USSR. Uh, people, Ukrainians from USSR period, they still believe, as in uh, that times, uh, this time, uh, those times, that. Uh, Government, uh, government is, uh, as you said, a god. Government will do everything, will change our country, will develop it, and we have to work for it, uh, work uh, for our country, uh, and earn money for our families. That's it. But people uh, of, uh, let's say, uh, newly generation uh, my generation and uh, people 20 plus years old uh, they think differently uh, tremendously differently they do believe that everything is in their hands and I uh, I'm grateful to see when people truly change something in our country and uh, I believe One that... second, this is too good, this is too good, okay. because I had some guests who said social media is bad, it destroys the self-esteem of people, and people see only the highlights and the best lives of others. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one person who commented something really good. They said that the Gen Z and the young generation of Ukraine, they developed their open mind, they developed their actual belief in themselves and self-reliance and wisdom because of YouTube and social media, mm -hmm. etc. And therefore, there is a lot of benefit there. Of course, there are costs and like the lowering of self-esteem by thinking, wow, 
these people seem to have a perfect life, which is not real, mm-hmm. <laughs> but people think that and compare themselves. On average, what are your thoughts as a Gen Z on social media? Do you believe on average it's a very positive thing that opened a lot of doors for the younger generation of Ukraine and opened their minds? Or do you believe, okay, it did that, but actually now it leads to mental health issues and there should be some way to regulate and not rely on it for life, but people should go out more and live more and change their country with their hands, not only behind their screens. Mm -hmm. So I believe that, I personally believe that uh, internet and uh, uh, social networks, it's tremendously important development. Uh, And internet changed our lives, of course, as you said, in bad and good way. And uh, as I know, there are already a lot of regulations uh, that are tracing people's uh, actions in internet and altering that and also uh, the thing with uh, photoshop uh, which you also mentioned like uh, uh, pictures that are real uh, and uh, and they're not uh, that uh, effect on our mental health but i believe that um, we should uh, uh, emphasize the age of the internet user because uh I, as a 18-year-old, uh, I can see uh, whether I should go to that side uh, or I shouldn't, whether it, this data information is relevant for me or is bad for me. Uh, is, it, uh, is this information true or it is disinformation so on? But other people, like uh, young people, children, and even uh, grown adults, um, not all but most of them they can't see the truth in internet and they can't can't get this uh, useful thing from the internet so uh, this question is still acute i think in our society also because uh, internet and uh, social network and network in ukraine is also uh, binded uh, with russian propaganda if you know and uh, uh, as I know there are also a lot of regulation uh, regulations made to help Ukraine see the light in the internet see whether it's propaganda whether it's truth and uh, our country is struggling with this problem too thank you very much that reminds me of a guest I had from IREX which is mm-hmm. an NGO and they have this uh, free course to teach Ukrainian people and the youth how to have critical thinking in fact checking information on social media to separate rumors and hoaxes from the truth and the fact and I believe that such a training for more people if they hear about it will be very beneficial because it happened in her situation she put like a joke on her social media story about something and then people later were coming to her telling her wow that is so true i uh, it's like they thought it's real but it wasn't <laughs> and then she thought wow people can't even think it's if it's uh, real or different if it's uh, obviously something that i was making as a joke so imagine mm-hmm. if it's propaganda created to be believed then it will be much worse so please to end this share two things one three actually Are there any projects you're working on or societies or clubs? Share all the information about them. Second, if there is any advice for life as a young person who is full of hope that you think is good for you and for the listeners, please share it so that more wisdom is shared in the world and more positivity rather than not. And third, if people want to message you or follow you on your social media, share it so any projects you're working on or societies etc share information share also any advice or wisdom you think is good for you and for the listeners and how can people contact you and follow you okay great so first of all um now i'm working in the armenian community i'm volunteering there so if there are any uh half armenians uh, we'll be glad to see you here People can find us by uh, the name Sao, uh, Soyuz Virmen Ukraini in Ukrainian. 
and uh, we are working on uh, uniting Armenians in Ukraine by supporting Ukraine as well as Armenia and their relations, uh, international relations between these countries, which is so important as for me, uh, half Armenian, uh, as well for me as a, a future diplomat. As I understood, I should share advice with people. So I can say before you're taking some some decisions, uh, uh, relevant decisions in your life, you should first of all understand who you are. What do you want in your life? Uh, you should understand your past, your uh, today, days and your future. And uh, who do you want to be in future? Who do you see yourself in future? Only then you will have no problems in seeing the whole world, in uh, seeing people uh, also. And uh, the last, uh, you can find me uh, in Instagram with the nick uh, Pet Petrosian and uh, in Facebook uh, by my name, Alina Petrosian and so on. Thank you. I'll make sure to write those, but I don't want this to end because <laughs> we didn't speak about your passions <laughs> and I think it's so interesting. It was so great to speak to you so far. Thank so you. let's have only a little bit of time. Of course. To speak when you want to feel really alive, when you want to feel really happy and just forget all troubles, be present and full of joy, what are or is an activity that you love to do? First of all, I'm really fond of spending my time with family, uh, with my mom, dad, a little brother and my relatives in Armenia. Uh, family is truly important for me uh, in my culture uh, as an uh, Armenian and Ukrainian culture, I mean. And also uh, some activities like uh, I can say that I uh, in addition, I love spending my time uh, all by myself uh, when I have uh, enough time to uh, meditate, to explore my uh, internal uh, me, I can say, and when I can be alone with myself, with my thoughts. Uh, perfect, think... perfect. Wait, this is so good. Uh -huh. So when you meditate, but please explain, do you mean meditation like Buddhism? or meditations like the book of Marcus Aurelius, which is his thoughts on his journal, and which is another definition of meditation, which is to ponder uh, alone. And your inner thoughts and your inner world, share more about that. Like, what you, did you discover about yourself? Because you spoke in your advice that when people understand who they are, then they can find many, many better ways to be. So share a bit about that when you're looking inside, being alone with yourself, what some things that you learned, how is that so good compared to being surrounded by too many people? Are you an introvert, etc.? I can say that I'm half introvert and extrovert because uh, I love spending time with people, truly. But uh, when I'm all alone and I have time for myself, I can explore um, what's going on in my life. Why today I was stressed or what was uh, uh, different today from other happy days and what can be changed in my life to feel better, to uh, have more energy, to do great things, to do what I want uh, uh, to develop myself for my future self and so on. And uh, I do believe that um, meditation, like uh, sitting in silence, especially and talking about everything you have in your thoughts, will help you uh, get on well with people, will help you get on well with family if you're arguing and so on. Uh, it helped me personally. Thank you. And to speak about family, because there are people in the world who family is not important to those people, to them. Mm -hmm. But there are these people who really value family and it's important for them. Well, what beliefs do you have or thoughts or experiences or 
anything that makes family so valuable and important for you? What does it give you? And maybe what do you think in your own perspective would be a belief of, of those people who don't value family as much? Well, I personally feel way better when I understand things, when I know uh, what's uh, going on around and how it is working and so on. The same with the family. When I know uh, my roots, when I am uh, thinking about my grand-grand-grandparents, I remember that and with uh, this knowledge, I feel better doing uh, my normal days uh, because I know where I came from. I know my history, history of my family. As well, uh, uh, talking about the country is the same. When I know the history of my uh, country, uh, I feel better developing it. I'm more confident in my actions for developing my country and so on. Thank you. So if I heard you correctly, understanding is an integral part of importance for you. So when you understand the past, you can live better in the present and plan better for your future. Is this correct? Yes, yes, right. And understanding, because now I understand why this whole episode, you had a lot of thoughts, because (laughs) you spend time rather than only running in the rat's race of routine, but time off to think and understand what are your thoughts on this? What are the important questions? You kept on analyzing it in order to understand. Well, to you, You mentioned, of course, understanding allows you to live better every day. Yes, yes. Well, is this something that is new? Or even as a little girl, you were a very curious and thinking kind of little girl who always liked to read a lot of books, etc. Or is it something later you thought, okay, when I understand, my life is better, so I want to understand more. It's an interesting question, and I can say that uh, as a young girl, I've always been wondering about different things. I can't even remember, but I remember one day when I was, uh, it was my first flight uh, to a foreign country, to Armenia, and uh, I thought that this country was somewhere in the clouds because uh, we were flying, not riding on uh, the car or a bus. So uh, when uh, my first flight ended, and uh, I believe then I understood that world is round, that how everything is going on in our uh, our life, and so on. And it's really interesting because everything starts from your childhood, and then you're growing. You have more uh, more black holes to. Uh, fill with information, with new knowledge, and this helps you to form your uh, complete personality in future. So when you fill holes in your personality by understanding, you have a more complete personality in the future, and that is something important for you, correct? Yes, yes. And why is it valuable for you or good to have a more complete personality? Well, you know, uh, when I do, know, uh, do not know some things, I feel incomplete. And when I do not enough, I also feel incomplete because I do personally believe that each person is here on the planet not only to eat, live and sleep person also have to do some impact on the planet on the place they are living in uh, not only talking about ukraine but the whole world again and uh, when i'm not doing enough i feel that my personality my uh, uh, goal in life is incomplete thank you it's incomplete and it's more about not only eating sleeping and breathing and studying, but it's more about impacting, changing, and doing something for the world. Correct? Right. And is there, whether in you or a parent or someone that is a role model that showed you 
that this is a great way to be. Maybe it's even in a book, some character that inspired you. Or how did this imprint in your psyche develop? Well, I believe my parents helped me with this because uh, uh, we were always uh, uh, doing charity for other people, uh, sharing our um, abilities like with um, not only uh, financial, uh, but also helping people uh, with uh, something, with different stuff. And um, my mom always taught me to help people uh, around me, not only thinking about myself as well as my dad. So uh, that's why I have such a strong bond with my family, because everything I know now I got from uh, them. Thank you very much, Alina. It was my privilege and my pleasure to have you here. And I wish you a day full of understanding, a day full of uh, completing your personality (laughs) and of changing and making the community, the world, and the Armenian people as well as the Ukrainian people's lives better. Thank you also, Aziz. It was truly nice to participate in your awesome project and I do believe that everything will be great with it and more people will watch uh, podcasts and hear about Ukraine more.